James chapter 4. We'll be primarily in verses 11 and 12 today. We'll get in and look at and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Sin is often more subtle than we uh, realize or really that we'd like to admit. Uh, some of the sins that we tend to uh, participate in or that are prevalent in our lives. And so James, we've looked at several things so far. We've talked about some envy, some lust, some wars, fightings, quarreling, if you will, and, and even friendship with the world, uh, spiritual idolatry. And so oftentimes we think of those things and we think those are serious matters that we need to address. Uh, and then there are times where we have other things that we don't consider them to be very weighty. We don't give a lot of concern, uh, yet the Word of God still calls it sin. And we're going to talk about a couple of those things. Um, <clears throat> one preacher calls them uh, the sins in good standing. Those things that sometimes are prevalent in our lives, uh, but we don't make a big deal out of it. It's not brought up in the church. And we just kind of let those things go. They, they're a part of our life. Uh, unfortunately, oftentimes they're a part of our church. Um, and so there's two here as we finish out this chapter. We're only going to look at the first one this morning. And next week uh, we'll talk about maybe some presumptuous planning. Uh, but oftentimes uh, we got to remember that's sin. Uh, when we disregard God in our planning, uh, that's a sin. The Word of God tells us. And too often, we just make plans and we just carry on like it's normal and it's good and, and things are all right. But the reality is we're in sin. And it, I would say it's similar for evil speaking uh, that we find and we'll be talking about this morning. And so this morning, we're going to talk about abstain from evil speaking. And I know we talked about the tongue a little bit, and, and, uh, but it's here. So we're going to look at some things about that again this morning uh, because it's in the text. And so... For the sake of context, we'll start at the beginning of the chapter and we'll read down through verse 12, uh, have a word of prayer, and then we'll see what the Lord has for us this morning. Uh, James 4.1 reads, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. In our text verses for today, verses 11 and 12, Speak not evil one of another, brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou 
that judgest another. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day, Lord. We do thank you for, uh, Lord, this place to gather together as a church family today. And we pray that you would meet with us uh, throughout this facility today. Lord, bless each Sunday school teacher, fill them with your spirit. I pray, Lord, that you'd be uplifted and magnified in all that's said. And, Lord, that you would use your word, Lord, to draw each one nearer to yourself. I pray, Lord, that you would just give us something today, Lord, that would change us to be more like Christ and help us to be doers of the things that we hear. And, Lord, help us not to be hearers only, that we would only deceive ourselves. So now, Father, bless your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So abstain from evil speaking. Uh, we often use the term gossip. Uh, maybe slander uh, would be a better uh, term to use. More, uh, more appropriate. Uh, sometimes I think we make light of the word gossip. It's so commonplace. It's, well, not a big deal. Gossip happens, whatever. But, but it, uh, the Word of God here is specifically deal with evil speaking has the idea of slander. Um, <clears throat> so James addresses this sin. Uh, and he says, speak not evil one of another, brethren. And so that, that phrase there, uh, to speak against, or to, the phrase that says speak not evil means to speak against or to slander. Uh, kind of the idea of character assassination, if you will. Uh, this command forbids us from evil speaking, from gossiping and talking about people in a way that damages their reputation or that would hurt them. Um, these are pretty, pretty basic things. I know each one of us, when we were on the playground, we were probably told, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But the reality is, in practical living, that's not the case. We open our mouth and we say things uh, that are inappropriate. We say things that are sin. And so God commands and he forbids us to participate in this. Uh, Slander really is purely satanic. Uh, I want you to think about this this morning. Uh, the word translated devil in the New Testament, uh, diabolos, I believe it's pronounced, means slanderer. Uh, the devil is a slanderer. Uh, and we know in Revelations 12.10 that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And the Word of God tells us that he goes before God day and night accusing the brethren, slandering the Christian before the throne of God. That's the devil. And so I want to remind you tonight, that, or excuse me, this morning, it's not night yet, it's been a long week. Uh, but all evil speaking, slander, gossip, whatever you want to call it, uh, really originates from Satan. Uh, it's devilish. It's ungodly. Uh, when we listen to it, when we pass it on, we are doing the devil's work. Are you a part of the devil's work this morning? Are you speaking evil of others? Listen, we don't want to sugarcoat it. Call it what it is. The working of Satan. This ought not so to be named among us. As the brethren, as, as the family of God, as Christians. Uh, that ought not take any part of our congregations. But the reality is it does. It does. We, we come to church and, 
and we hear some preaching, we shout amen, we, we praise the Lord. Mrs. Russ flaps her hand. Um, you know, the other folks that are from the south, they do crazy stuff. Um, I'm from the north. You guys get out of control sometimes from where I'm from, right? So I don't, I, I don't have a problem with it, but, but it's different. You know, you, and where you guys think you're west here, I'm from Washington West. It's way west out there. They're really weird. And so, um, and so we come in here and we, we get excited and we praise God and we worship together and, and we, we put on this facade that we're united. And when we get in the car after the church service, we look over to our wife or to our husband and say, can you believe that? And we begin to slander, we begin to evil speak about the very people that we were saying we were worshiping God with. We ought to be careful. That has no place. And listen, what I'm telling you this morning is that makes a difference in our church. And the effectiveness that we have in executing the Great Commission. It hinders the ministry that each and every one of us have been given when we're evil speaking of one another. Shouldn't be named among us, but it seems to be a favorite pastime of many believers. And it's definitely a difficult temptation to resist. Because we like to elevate ourselves above our, above our brethren. It makes us feel good in our pride. When we're, when we're putting somebody down and when we're uh, saying those things negative about them. And uh, I, I don't, anybody remember Will Rogers? One of the old codgers in here, you know who that is. I had to look him up. I've heard his name, but I didn't really know but, uh, who he was. I don't think I ever saw any of his, his uh, videos or anything. But Will Rogers says this, The only time people dislike gossip is when you gossip about them. For some reason, we seem to relish in this thing until it's about us. Then all of a sudden we have a problem and those people that are doing that are in sin and they need to get right. But when it's us talking about other people, we, we're okay with it. The sin in good standing, if you will. We don't have a problem with it. Let me remind you of Proverbs 18.8. The words of the tailbearer as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Uh, the root meaning of the word wounds has the idea of to burn uh, to rankle, uh, some of you that have a better vocabulary than me didn't have to look that up, but I did. Uh, but to rankle, to grow more rank or strong, to be inflamed, to fester as a rankling wound, a malady that burns and rankles inward. And so when you think of the idea of those words going down deep in, and they're just festering and they're burning and they're causing pain and hurt, by simply opening your mouth and saying something that didn't need to be said. And as we'll get to at the end of this lesson, you don't even have the right to say it. Who are you to judge? Uh, you don't even have the authority or the right to say it. And we would do well to remember, you, remember Matthew 7, 12. Many of you probably know that verse. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them. We call it the golden rule. Have you ever felt the sickening burning inside because of the evil things someone has said about you? I've experienced it. 
Somebody said something so hurtful that it made me sick to my stomach. And yet I'm afraid it's commonplace with the people of God that we would say those things that hurt our brethren. God help us. They're hurtful. And it's not just because it's hurtful. I'm not talking about bullying this morning and we got to get out of control of the bullying. I'm talking about being right with God. It's sin. It's not the fact that you're just hurting somebody. It's the greater issue is you're offending God. And that offense brings trouble and it brings discord within our church body and our church is negatively affected to go on and continue the work of Christ. That ought to sober our mind about how we talk about people. It's affecting our relationship with Almighty God when you do these things. Many thinks it's okay to share personal affairs or the downfalls of other people if the information is true. Well, it's true, so I, I, I got a free, I got free course to just let her rip. Couldn't be further from the truth. Unless you're sharing it to truly protect or to help. Outside of anything to do that, it's really just a devilish sin. It's gossip, it's slander. It's wrong. James continues in the latter part of verse 11. It says, He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. So in other words, uh, when we slander, we attack the law. Uh, Furthermore, this is Obviously, a serious sin, as I mentioned, it violates the greatest, uh, the second greatest commandment. Let me remind you of the, the two great commandments this morning, uh, and really the fundamental law of human relationships. Matthew chapter 22 and verses 37 and 40. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Everything that God has ordained for us in the Christian life is wrapped around those two things. And as we love our brother as ourself... Would you throw those darts into their belly to go down and to fester and to rankle and to cause hurt and pain? No, you don't want that in your life. So why would you do anything else to someone else? <clears throat> James, in, in, I don't know if you remember back in chapter 2, and in, in I believe it's verse 8, James refers to this as the royal law. Uh, James 2.8, it says, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. So the opposite of sin and, and doing wrong is, is loving people. And James, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells us we're doing well. We're, we're doing great, I would say. Um, if we just got a hold of this simple truth this morning, I think our church is... Uh, even our church here, we, we need to own it. This church 
could take great strides for the cause of Christ. Because even though we don't say those things to the people, maybe we didn't evil speak to the individual and they weren't hurt. Those wounds are within us as well. And whoever we share them to, even if it's in the privacy of our husband and wife relationship, that doesn't make it right, by the way. Just because it's your wife or your husband doesn't mean you can evil speak and get away with it. It's not a free pass. That spirit and that attitude of judgment and the slandering is still within you. And that's causing issue in our body. Because if one member of the body is hurting, all are affected. I cannot smash my toe without getting the rest of my body involved. Stub your pinky toe sometime. And everything starts getting crazy, right? I'm not as flexible as I used to be. I can't put that pinky toe in my mouth anymore. But um, if I could, I might start sucking on that thing. Right? My, My mouth gets involved. Oh, my goodness. I start hopping on the other leg. I'm grabbing it with my hands. Listen, when there is an issue in the body, it affects everything. And so don't fool yourself to think that because it's in the privacy of your own heart or because it's just between you and one other person that it's okay. It's not. It is still sin. And sin affects the body. most of us would agree that slander or evil speaking are wrong. But I'm afraid oftentimes we wouldn't think that they're horribly evil. I think we might agree with the old preacher, there are sins in good standing. Well, it's okay. I haven't murdered anybody lately. You know, I'm not out there robbing banks or, or, or defrauding people, you know, but... The sin is sin, and God sees it, and it affects. At the least, it affects your relationship with Him. Bare minimum. And that ought to cause you to be concerned. Regardless of how we view it and how severe it is, it's sin. It is sin, and it needs to be dealt with. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, James informs us that uh, it's a horrible practice that we ought to have nothing to do with it. And in, when we do this, when we, when we judge those, because the reality is we're judging them. We have established that we're superior, and we've decided that if they would take a course of action that we're going to talk, to, talk about, uh, that they would be better off. But what, the reality is we've just, we're judging them. We put ourselves above God's number one law in human relations. We think we're better. Only God has the right to modify or overrule a divine law. I don't think he's going to do it. I think he has set his law in place and it's unchangeable. But James writes this in in verse 12. It says, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Only God has the right to judge Because he's the source and enforcer of the law. Who are you 
to speak of somebody else's situation. You don't have any right to do that. Uh, And the reality is you probably have plenty of stuff to deal with in your life before you can have any business offering a lick of advice. But the reality is we're not offering advice to these people. We're usually talking about them behind their back. We're slandering them. Uh, Maybe in some cases, because we're super spiritual, we're doing it to their face, and that doesn't make it right. Uh, We're evil speaking. Only God has the right to judge because he is the source and the enforcer of the law. Let God take care of them. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life and to change those things. And listen, this morning, I'm not talking about sins uh, that people are committing that are open and public and that need to be dealt with. There's a place, there's a time for those types of things. That's not what I'm talking about. I think you guys are well aware and, and familiar with the idea that I'm trying to give this morning when we're speaking evil of our brothers. James goes on. So he's, God is the rewarder uh, of those who obey it, and he punishes those who don't. And James asks this in, in verse 12. It says, Who art thou that judgest another? Who do you think you are? I've asked that to my boys before. You know, you get a teenager in the house, this 15-year-old idiot <laughs> thinks he knows something. And he starts talking to his mom. And I have to remind him, I don't know who you think you are, but that's your mother. I'm going to take you out back, and you're not going to be able to come back in the house if you don't straighten up. Listen, we have no business speaking evil, casting judgment upon anyone else. We have no authority. We don't even have the whole story. We like to think we know everything that people are facing. And, and boy, I got some, I, if they could just get a hold of what I have for them, they'll be doing better. You have no idea what those individuals are facing. Let, and even if you are familiar with some of the things, you don't know. How, everybody handles different issues in different ways. Allow the Holy Spirit to take care of that. The answer is obvious. Who do you think you are? Who art thou that judges another? When we judge others, we set ourselves up as God. And we are judging them when we speak evil of them. We have determined in our minds that we think we know better or that we have the solution to their problem. Yet we're really not speaking anything to offer any help. Oftentimes we're degrading and putting them down. And slandering them. And listen, this morning, I'm here to tell you this creates division and contention among our members. It divides us. And I think it, we allow it to creep into our churches and we kind of let it go. We don't make light of it. We don't make a big deal of it because, well, whatever. That's just my opinion. Nobody needs your opinion. Nobody really wants your opinion in most cases. Uh, So 
Keep your mouth shut. Don't speak evil of people. Are you the source of strife in our church? Going back to the, to the first part of this chapter, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that warn your members? Are you the source of the problems that are in our church, that are in your home? Maybe that are in your workplace? Uh, is it because you have uh, those lusts and those envies and the pride and, and you feel like you need to speak your mind all the time? Listen, are you the one creating the negative spirit in our midst? I had something in my life at one point, and I, I can remember it to this day. I was sitting in church, and, and I had sin in my life. And the Holy Spirit convicted me to the point, I just, it, it was like he was saying, Justin, you are hindering what God wants to do in this church service right now because you won't deal with this. It was so real to me. I knew I had been not dealing with something that God had been working on me. I didn't want to submit to him. I didn't want to humble myself. And God said, you're hindering what I'm trying to do. Listen this morning. Are you that person today? I beg you, deal with it. Get that thing right. I would never... The thought of standing before God one day and giving account of the things that I harbored in my life, the sin that God had convicted me of and I knew that I ought to deal with but refused, I would never want to stand before God one day and give an account for something like that. You will be held accountable. Don't think that your sin only affects you. It affects everyone. When tempted to speak evil of others, remember all this warning that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. You will give account of your evil speaking. God will call you on it. Listen, it's much easier to deal with it here. Deal with it now. Uh, get it under the blood, if you will. <clears throat> As we close this morning, I, I believe this with all my heart. If we would make application of verse 10, where it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. I believe we could make great strides in overcoming the tendency to speak evil of others. What do I mean by that? Once we understand our failures, our frailties, and we've humbled ourselves before God, we will understand we are in no position to judge and speak about other people. When you've been brought in humility before God, to understand your sin and your failure, I think it will change your perspective 
and you would be far less likely to speak evil of anyone else that might have issues in their life. <clears throat> then maybe we'll have a right perspective, right? So say we do that. We humble ourselves and, and we get those things right with God. And, and perhaps at that point, we could get a better perspective. And then possibly we could truly offer some help to those individuals. Rather than speaking evil of them, rather than slandering them, gossiping about them, judging them, perhaps the Lord through the Holy Spirit could lead us to truly be a help. Listen this morning, that's what church is all about. To exhort one another, to encourage one another. That's why we gathered this morning. To be encouraged and strengthened by other believers. Not to leave this place so we can talk about how ridiculous Brother DeGarmo's tie looked today. Right, brother? He thinks it's ridiculous, but he's not going to tell me because he's spiritual. <laughs> Listen, I think really, truly, one of the greatest things we can do to take our church to the next level is to determine that we're going to edify and uplift our brothers and sisters and that we would resist the temptation to speak evil of anyone. Listen, you'll be tempted to do so. And it'll be easy to do it. But it's sin. God help us to not slander or speak evil of our brethren. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word and I thank you, Lord, for the teachings of the word of God. And I pray that we would really truly be doers of the word here. Lord, I believe that this could really fundamentally change our fellowship if we would honestly humble ourselves and Lord make a commitment that we would never speak evil of another person Lord help us and I pray that you would give us sweet words kind words lovely words that we could encourage and strengthen one another and now Father we do pray for the service to follow we ask that you would meet with us this morning I pray that the word of God would go forth with free course and that lives would be changed for your glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.